This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. Hewlett Packard Enterprise to acquire SGI. An interview with HPE's Bill Manel. It's This Week in HPC. Thanks for listening in to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with our friends at top500.org. I'm Addison Snell with Intersect 360 Research. That's Michael Feldman, the editor at top500.org. Michael, man, we were already talking yesterday about how this was a big week and we had to prioritize down to a couple of news stories this week in HPC. And then... We got to the biggest bombshell, which we'll get to in a, in a few minutes, that HPE is acquiring SGI, and that's going to be our main story for sure. Yeah, and and there was, like you said, there was a lot of other big news uh, this week having to do with uh, Flash, the Flash Summit and some other things going on that we probably won't get to even this week, but we'll have a backlog, and maybe we can uh, catch you on the other side and and cover the news that has happened over the past uh, seven or eight days. Well, I mean, just very quickly, I did cover a couple of conferences that were local to me this week in HPC. I started by going to OpenStack Days Silicon Valley, which is more of a hyperscale conference. There was some good content going there. I got to go to a presentation by Sean Roberts of Walmart where he was talking about having a 170,000, over 170,000 cores running on OpenStack at Walmart Labs. He wouldn't say what percent of their overall infrastructure that was, but but that's okay. And also got to check in with an interesting company called Netronome that's working on uh, uh, security for uh, SDN networks and network virtualization and NFVs. Uh, that's where Brian Sparks, who we knew from Mellanox, wound up going, and, uh, right. and definitely an interesting uh, company there. Then uh, after that, I got to go to uh, the Flash Memory Summit, which was uh, also interesting uh, to see how Flash was progressing. Most interesting announcements coming out of the Flash Memory Summit came from Seagate, who had uh, some nice positioning around having fastest SSDs, densest SSDs, but the, the biggest announcement was around largest SSDs. They won the Best in Show award for an announcement of a 60 terabyte with a tera, 60 terabyte SSD. That's pretty high capacity SSD. <laughs> you, can, you can make a petabyte with less than 20 of them. Yeah, I mean, I saw that uh, that headline as well. I had to do a double take on the 60 terabyte value. I, is that right? Is that, that's not 60 gigabytes. But yeah, yeah right. I, I mean, like, if I had a 60 gigabyte SSD, I was thinking that was pretty yeah. good. That's impressive enough. But, yeah, I mean, they are coming up with these uh, – different companies are coming up with these multi-terabyte SSDs, which are becoming rather common. Samsung has a 15-terabyte one, but this is, you know, four times the size of that. It's an incredibly big uh, piece of storage in and in basically a three-and-a-half-inch uh, form factor. It's not out yet, and they haven't even released much details on the internals of it, but it's – going to be a, a an awesome little product for somebody who needs a whole lot of uh, flash in a very small uh, piece of real estate. So looking forward to seeing that come out commercially. All right. Well, let's get to the big story this week in HPC, which we were starting to preview at the top. Uh, HPE really uh, surprised the industry yesterday with an announcement they're acquiring SGI, which is you know a smaller company, but one that's got a long-time heritage in HPC and one that I care about a lot. That's where I started my career in this industry and, and worked there for a long time. But uh, this is a company that's that's been through a lot over the last 15, 20 years, and HPE announced a deal to acquire SGI for approximately 
approximately $275 million in cash, although you know, net of, of, of cash on hand and some debt, it's a little bit of a fuzzy number, but it works out to about $275 million. Yeah, which is a little bit of a premium over their, their stock price, which I think was hovering um, a little above $200 million, their, their capital um, their, their capital value. But, I mean, it was, a, it was a decent offer, and obviously SGI agreed to it. They just have to pass some regulatory hurdles. And when you say, you know, SGI has had sort of a colorful history, I mean, they've had a, they've had a tough history, especially over the last decade. I mean, this is, this is sort of the end of that, presumably, when they get folded into HPE. But SGI has, has gone through a number of changes, um, you know, a couple of bankruptcies in the, in the 2000s. and. Right. Uh, They've been they've struggled to to build revenue and certainly they've struggled to make profits. So this was not totally unexpected. We just sort of didn't know who might be the um, who might be the buyer and how that would actually unfold. Yeah, I joined SGI in 1997, which was shortly after their zenith uh, when it was a, a much larger company. And then it was seven years ago in 2009 when they went through a bankruptcy and Rackable bought the assets of SGI out of bankruptcy, in, which included the brand SGI, rebranded Rackable as SGI, and then carried those technologies and brand forward. So if you look at the history of SGI today, but if you go before 2009, you've got to watch that fork. And are you looking at Rackable's history or, or SGI's history, right? Because those are, are technically two different things. But right. you know, that that deal was only about $25 million at the time in, in 2009. And in fact, at the time, I wrote a blog that was published in HPC Wire entitled How It All Went Wrong for SGI in HPC. I tweeted that out to my followers again, the, the link to that old article on my uh, Twitter handle, at Addison Snell. You could have seen it recently. Then here we are seven years later. Uh, you know, it's, it's really rebounded to a certain extent to where people really still think of SGI and their strengths in the HPC market. They're not a, a dominant company. They're the number six market share, though, and they have a passionate following. And I think HPE really gets some very strong assets out of this in a, in a complementary way that should be good for the company. Yeah, I mean, they, they've always been a well-respected company as far as the, the product and services. They could never quite align the the revenue with the uh, with the spend on in, within the company. So, uh, like I was looking back to the old financial statements, and basically they haven't had a uh, a profitable year basically since Rackable bought them. Um, with uh, looking at the, the, the GAAP way, not the not the non-GAAP way, but they they've been losing money at least a little bit in the millions each year. So it, it hasn't been a successful run in that sense, although. They've had very successful deployments of supercomputers and clusters and all these things, and they're, and they're well-respected. It's just they couldn't align the financials. Right, and one thing I think HPE gives them is the ability to take these technologies, which are honestly quite well differentiated, but they don't get a very much exposure because the company has shrunk so much. If they can take these technologies and expose them to new areas, new channels, there's really the opportunity to uh, expand on that and to talk about that. We were actually joined in an interview by Bill Manel, who's the perfect guy to talk to about this because he's not only currently the vice president of general 
general manager of high performance computing at HPE, but he was a longtime critical member of the HPC team at SGI going back to my early heritage days there in the 1990s. So there's really no one better to talk to. Let's listen to what Bill had to say. I'm speaking with Bill Manel, who's the VP and GM of High Performance Computing at HPE and also a longtime SGI alum. Bill, thanks for joining us this week in HPC. Oh, hi, Addison. Glad to talk to you. Yeah, this is great. You and I go back a long time into these SGI days. You were a longtime member, a very important one of the HPC team at SGI before you joined HP. What I really want for our listeners, can you give us a, your view of the relative strengths of each company and how they come together in this acquisition? It's very exciting. Well, I think we have very complementary skill sets as well as, as uh, market focuses. So, uh, for example, HPE has been really focused on the commercial side of HPC for quite a few years, and that includes the markets of manufacturing, financial services, oil and gas, and so forth, and has really carved a, a good niche there and, and has an equivalent set of skills and portfolio that matches very well that market. On the other hand, SGI has been heavily focused on research and government, and they similarly have a set of skills and, and uh, portfolio that that matches that uh, uh, market very well. So bringing the two together is very complementary. So in a lot of cases, we might not even be touching their customers from a sales perspective and vice versa. So so a lot of opportunity for us, a lot of opportunity to, to bring skills, learn from each other and, and be able to uh, provide a, a, a very large uh, opportunity for, for all the HPC market. You know, it's a good point, Bill. I mean, these are, are two uh, really important companies in the HPC space. HPE is in the number one market share position, and they're acquiring a company with a long heritage in HPC. It's not as big a company, but all of their customers are, are in this HPC space. Do you see technologies uh, at SGI that, in a sense, have been undervalued because they don't get as much exposure to a broader community that, under uh, a bigger company like HPE, can be made more successful? Oh, absolutely. And you know, given HPE's span with being in so many countries and so many regions and so many markets, we now have the ability of taking some of that technology and some of that expertise and, and bringing it to a, you know, a much wider portion of the market that, as an example, uh, SGI doesn't even have a presence in, whether it's globally or, or whether it's particularly market-focused. In our surveys, we found that SGI customers who are, who are very loyal to the company, one thing they've really liked about it is the depth of domain-specific expertise in their high-performance computing applications. Is that something you're going to be able to not only protect but extend through HPE? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that's one of the really attractive parts of, of SGI is, is the level of expertise of technology, of markets, of specific applications that they have here. And so in a lot of cases, we can actually double down in certain areas where we have capabilities, for example, in weather, or in other cases, SGI brings us capabilities in life sciences where we don't have a lot of those capabilities. So, so as I said previously, it's, it, it's, a great, it's a great marriage in terms of uh, us being able to lean on each other's skills in particular areas. 
Now, this is all very fresh. It's just happening. The industry is all reacting to it now. Is there anything can be said at this point about how the product lines overlap or complement each other or the roadmap? Or, or what? maybe the better question is, what's the roadmap for how end users will find out about what's going to happen with these product lines? You know, first and foremost, we have to close the transaction. Um, so that's going to be... <laughs> right. How long does uh, that you know, take, I guess, of... is the first question. <laughs> work um and so that's going to be a lot of work to to get that done and then after that then we start working on the integration from that standpoint and we'll do some planning ahead of time but um you know right now it's 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 a bit early to tell you know certainly as we get toward uh supercomputing in November we'll we'll probably have a a um a a better sense of our combined roadmap uh but uh right now it's uh we're we're very excited to to be in this together and, and looking forward to uh, the future. Well, Bill, I appreciate you taking a few minutes out of a busy day to talk to me. We've been speaking with Bill Manel, who's the Vice President and General Manager for High Performance Computing at HPE. Bill, thanks for talking to me today. Yeah, thanks a lot, Addison. Always enjoy talking with you. So, Michael, a couple of interesting things here in the Bill Manel interview. He's talking about that opportunity to take these technologies into some new markets. How do you react to some of the things Bill had to say there? Well, that all made a lot of sense. I mean, HPE is is a different kind of company than SGI. It has, you know, a deeper commercial fer- focus like he, he brought out. It also is a much bigger company, so it can, they can leverage sort of sort of the infrastructure that a bigger company entails. So that sort of uh, that sort of synergy made a lot of sense when he said SGI focuses on government research, where they focus on commercial. Uh, that that's a very complementary strategy there going forward, um, and the fact that they're going to you know basically take some of the expertise, the application expertise from SGI, sort of dovetails with. You know what we've been talking about in the past about how how well endowed basically SGI is on the application and tools side. So all that made sense. The the question he did dodge was on the product roadmap, and it's there. And I wrote about this in the article I wrote at Top Five Hundred, is where I think uh, there's going to have to be some consolidation because they both uh, in the HPC arena, especially. Uh, have some overlapping uh, or have a lot of overlapping hardware systems that they're going to have to figure out what to do with. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, I think it's predominantly complementary, though. And the one application area where we see the most overlap is in manufacturing. Uh, we surveyed SGI users uh, uh, many times on this, and what they all love about the company is the deep application expertise, the domain-specific knowledge, and that shows up for both HPE and SGI in the manufacturing space, but but it's predominantly complementary. The one the phrase that Bill didn't use specifically that I think is very important here is big data. And the, uh, the ability to take some of these large memory architectures, such as the Altix UV line, and try to move that into a, a big data space, a hyperscale space, there, there ought to be a lot of opportunity there for a, a wider expansion of that technology. Now, with respect to the product roadmap, you know, he, the acquisition isn't even approved yet. So there's no way he's going to be able to talk about exactly what they're going to do with the different product lines. I'm not overly concerned and he did give us a timeline for that which is actually pretty soon he said it's going into sc16 uh they'll be able to have a lot more detail for their customers on that and i think that's a totally reasonable timeline yeah actually that's that's quite soon that's in a few months if they can uh 
get some sort of strategy on on how they're going to push the especially the the uh, UV line on SGI and the uh, the SGI ice line, the cluster, basically the generic cluster line going forward. That would be that would be actually quite soon. I think. Um, and I think that that's worth talking about here because I think even even with the UV line that you talked about for the their big data play, I think there's also some overlap there with HPE's Superdome X line, which is also sort of a big data in-memory database type of uh, type of platform. So I think they're going to have to figure there uh, which piece of the technology or maybe which products they're going to move forward if they can differentiate them enough and keep them both going, or if they're going to integrate those big data technologies uh, it's it's not a slam dunk that both of those systems from HP and SGI are going to go forward and on the on the HPC cluster line uh, I think one of those is going to die and I'm guessing it's going to be the the SGI ice line eventually will will go away simply because HPE has Apollo and and right. Proliant lines that basically fill that that niche and there's not really enough differentiation that I can see to to move both those forward at the same time. You know, that's a reasonable conjecture, Michael, but I think the even better area to think about is how this goes forward, right? Not just the product lines where they are now, but let's talk about some of the tech individual technology assets. What if you took Numalink, which, you know, has been really undervalued at SGI as a differentiated technology, and then start bringing Numalink into the Apollo line? What could you do there in right. kind of a future? I think that looks great. Actually, I think that's a that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting projection. Not just even for the Apollo line, but even for the Superdome line, where they they want to do sort of the same th- sort of things and hit the same application uh, users that they're hitting with the UV line. I think Numalink is an undervalued uh, asset from from SGI and HPE would be well you know, considered to to bring that in or to leverage that in some way. It is a it is a differentiator in HPC now. Uh, as far as the technology, and uh, hopefully HP can capitalize on that. It's, as always, going to be interesting to watch. And, of course, we're, yep. we're going to look to touch base with them, not only at supercomputing, but before then as we watch the whole thing play out. This is, the bear saying, this is the number one market share uh, in revenue in HPC. It goes to HPE right now at about 28% of revenue for worldwide HPC in 2015. SGI is a smaller player. They're about 3% of the market is the number six player right now. But I think the bigger thing is, is the interesting technologies and, and application domain expertise that SGI can bring into into HPC and sorry into HPE and really strengthen that number one position. We really have to get used to saying HPE and HPC <laughs> in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit of a tongue twister, but yeah, Hewlett Packard Enterprises is uh, is going to be an interesting company to watch going forward now, even more interesting than it was since it's obviously basically doubled down on their on their HPC commitment. And uh, it's going to be a, an interesting six months going forward from uh, from now on. Another big week, Michael. Thanks for another great podcast. And special thanks to Bill Manel from HPE for joining us. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.